In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. I hope you're having a good day. Remember what Catherine Kuhlman would say, as long as God is still on his throne and hears and answers prayer, everything is going to become all right. Do you believe that today? That what you're going through, it's all going to come out all right. Because to those who love God, God does for them. All things work together for the good. We continue with the uh, letter to James, the second chapter, verse 14. What good, is, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Oh, go in peace, keep warm, eat your fill, and you do not supply their bodily needs. What is all good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. People say, I have faith. And James would say, I have faith too, but look at my works. My works show that I have faith. What about the old lady or the old man that can't get out? What are your works? Prayer. Prayer is your works. Pray for Father Tom. Pray for Anthony. Pray for us. That's your work. If you can't get out, you can't supply or send money to ministries that do help so you can be their feet spiritually. Faith without works is dead. That's just the way it is. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I by my works will show you my faith. You believe that God is one. Well, you're right. But even the demons believe that, and they shudder. Do you want to be shown, you senseless person, that faith apart from works is barren? Was not ancestor Abraham justified by works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works. That faith was brought to completion by his works. This is just simple. It's just, just simple. You can have all the faith in the world, but if you're not doing something, putting it into action, you're not saved. It's dead faith. So the works reflect our faith. So if we're not doing the works of Jesus, if we're not releasing the kingdom of God, then do we really have faith? You know, and then even here, you know, John three fourteen, John three fourteen. you know, the, when, he, when God talks about he who believes in Jesus Christ will be saved, 
Here it says, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and they shudder. So the demons believe that Jesus is God, but they're not saved. We're saved when we receive God, is a better word. In receiving Jesus, we become saved, you know? In the spiritual realm, there's many people that believe that Jesus is God. But do we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior? Do we receive what he has done for us? And then do we release the grace that we've been freely given upon this world? When we, when we minister to people, a lot of people will say, yeah, yeah, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. But like that doesn't, that doesn't get us saved. Getting us saved is receiving Jesus Christ, receiving what he has done for you on the cross, receiving his love, receiving receiving heaven, and then we breathe it out. You know, we receive the love of God, and then we breathe out the love of God, which is charity. When we're breathing out what Jesus has given to us, and that's what we're called to do. It's as simple as that, breathing out by doing what God calls us to do. We've been saved by grace alone. The church says we're, faith, we're saved by faith and baptism. Faith and baptism, but a faith that produces works, a faith that does something. We just heard today of a man who came to the rectory and uh, he had a back problem that the doctors couldn't solve. And Father Matt just called me and told me that from the day that we prayed with him until today, his back is perfect. Who did it? Jesus did it. Hallelujah. Jesus did it. And this guy has no faith either. This, that's a funny thing. It has no faith. I remember someone came to me with cancer. Mary Friend's brother. I remember praying for him. He had only a couple of weeks to live, and God extended his life through faith, working through works. The work was my hands on him and asking Jesus to heal him. It, this, is, this is beautiful. Yes, the demons believe that God is one, but that's not enough. They don't give their lives to Jesus. They don't surrender their lives to Jesus. The first thing I did when I experienced God, I said, you can have my life. That's, right. That's the first thing I did. No one had to tell me. No one had to tell me, you're supposed to give the Lord your life. But I experienced his love, his presence, his anointing. My first thing I did was, you can have my life. It's yours. Do with it what you please and make sure that I continue to walk with you. And when I don't walk with you, let me suffer, so that again, I'll repent. Careful. You know, our prayers have power, so if we're going to pray something, just be ready. Just be ready. But, yeah, so it's because once we receive God, we receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. So immediately the Holy Spirit gives us a knowing in what we have to do. The Holy Spirit gives us a knowing that we need to surrender our life to Jesus. But then the Holy Spirit through us continues the life of Jesus through us. You know, the Holy Spirit makes us understand that 
It's not enough to just say with our mouths, I believe in Jesus. I give you my life. No, with our heart, with your heart, you need to say it. And when you live from your heart, then the works of Jesus pour out of you. It pours forth from you. You can't stop doing Jesus works because it's no longer you who live, but Christ Jesus who lived through you. Yesterday we talked about how when when you surrender your life to Jesus, you become attracted to the poor of the world like a like a bug is attracted to those lights. You just you attracted you just go for the poor because Jesus in you is just so drawn to the poor, the poor of heart, the desolate, the people who who are addicted to drugs, who no one wants. That is who Jesus and the Holy Spirit is just so drawn to because they're in a place of humility and they're in a place to receive Jesus. I was thinking after we talked yesterday and I was laughing. The many times, it's kind of crazy, but I, I'll be driving on the road many times and I, I would see a homeless person or a person just, yeah, who's destitute. And a lot of times I just pull the car over and I wouldn't even know what I was doing. It's just the Holy Spirit threw me. Jesus threw me doing his work, but pull the car over on the side of the road, the side of the highway, and just jump out of the car and just start beelining to the person. Sometimes the person starts kind of almost running away because they don't know I look crazier than them. But, but you know, it's just it's that surrender. It's the Holy Spirit working through me. And then eventually, you know, when the love of God permeates through you, because everything should be consumed into love, and they receive, they receive Jesus through you, and they understand that you're just there to love on them, give them peace, joy, release the Holy Spirit, release a miracle, release whatever Jesus like wants you to release for them in that moment, then they come to the truth. Do you know that you can possess God, but the only way to possess God is be possessed by God. Will you let Jesus, will you let the Holy Spirit, will you let the power of the Father possess you, possess every area of your life that possess you so that you can't stop, that you, that you just, the fire of God is on you and you can't, you can't control yourself to do the works of God. You can possess God, but will you let God possess you? in every part of you today. Matthew 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels are with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will gather before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Bah! And he, will, and he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you that are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty 
And when was it when we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it when you saw the sick are in prison and you came to visit them? And the king will answer them, Truly, truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these, my members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on the left, You who are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and for his angels. For I was hungry, you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, you didn't welcome me. I was naked, you gave me no clothes. I was sick and in prison, you didn't visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it we saw you hungry and thirsty and a stranger or sick or in prison and not care for your needs? Then he will answer them, I tell you, just as you did not do it to the least of one of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is God's Word. It's the Gospel, the 25th chapter of St. Matthew. Um, yes, Matthew. And it's all about what we need to be doing. You see, I'm thinking of Eleanor now. She got a great conversion on the 14th of June, 2000 years, year 2000. And I said to her and to the to the congregation, now that God has filled you with the Holy Spirit, you need to do something. And she said to herself, I'm not going to do anything. I said, you can go to an abortion clinic and pray the rosary. She said, I could do that. You can go to a prison and visit prisoners. She said, I could do that. And today, she's still involved with pro-life work. She not only speaks about pro-life, she's involved with the mothers today. So God has assignments for each and every one of us. You know, maybe you're in a part of your life where your assignment is prayer. Maybe you're young and it's God trying to take you in a new season of active ministry. Our whole lives are a ministry because as you walk, as you go, if you, if you have the gospel in your heart, then, you know, people's angels will actually lead them to you in hopes that you will witness to them. We overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the witness of our testimony. It could just be to witness to someone about what Jesus has done in your life. People can always deny, they can deny anything except your experience. They can never deny what Jesus has done for you. And your testimony carries the power of God embedded within it. And as you release a testimony, people can receive infused revelation of who Jesus is, what he is. We don't want to tell people about, you know, if they're going to be go to hell or not, or because we're not the judge. But what we do want to do is we want to tell them who Jesus is. That's the best way to evangelize who Jesus is and what he has done for you. Jesus is a savior. He's a redeemer. He's a miracle worker. 
He's a lover of your soul. He's your creator. He wants to fill you with his joy, peace, love. Look what he's done for me today. You know, our works are a reflection of our faith. So supernatural faith produces supernatural works. Hallelujah. Supernatural faith produces supernatural works. So if you want a a life that reflects and produces supernatural miracles and works, you pray for supernatural faith. But how do we get this supernatural faith? First, you've got to get to where the anointing is. You've got to get to where the Lord is releasing his supernatural power. Because in the book of Hebrews, it tells us faith is a substance. So faith can be received by the laying on of hands, being in an atmosphere of glory, being where it is. It can be done anyway, but these are a lot of ways how it's done. Paul tells Timothy to rekindle the gift which you receive by the laying on of hands. So maybe come to a glory meeting. Come to the school of the Holy Spirit. Come to where the fire of God is moving and you can just receive it. You can just receive it. You can just receive it. In fact, Father's going to pray for it right now. And you know, God, in the spiritual realm, God's outside space and time. So if you open your heart, you can catch the anointing right now. Father, we thank you and praise you. We bless you and worship you today. Lord, we ask that Jesus Christ, who is Lord and King, would come into the hearts of your people, that he would be their Lord and their Savior, that he would be their healer, that he would be everything to people. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Do it. Do it, Lord. Let there be fire in their hearts, fire that comes from the throne of God and the throne of the Lamb. Bless your people today. Let them know that the only thing you want from them is their life. That's the only thing you want, is the life of people. One person said to me, I've only given 50%. It's time to give the other 50%. It's time to give 100%. To see what God wants to do to you, for you, and through you. So you get to where the glory is, and then you pray. You know, we can, we, we can really, truly only love what we know. We can only love what we know. So we need to know God to love him fully. And we love God by being in intimacy with God. You know, supernatural works, actually, it doesn't start with doing. It starts with being. It's not about the works. It's about being with God. Can you just be with the Lord? The Lord doesn't need you to do anything. He needs you to be with him first. Be with him so he can infuse you with his divine life. And as you are consumed with God and he consumes you in his fire and his love and his joy and his peace, then all of a sudden your cup is so overflowed that it just starts pouring out and you start just being possessed by God. When you just start living in this place of intimate revelation with Jesus, intimacy, God wants you to be intimate with him. He doesn't need you to do anything until you receive him in a place of intimacy. You sit with the Lord, sit in front of the blessed sacrament, sit in prayer with Jesus, praise him, worship him, and let him fill you with all of his power, fill you with all of his heaven, fill you with his divine life. And then careful because then soon you might be driving down a road and before you know it, you're pulling over to the side of the highway and chasing someone across the road in love. And you don't even realize what you're doing. But Jesus, the fire of God is burning so fully in you that 
you're possessed by God. And you really realize that, like, this is no longer me who's living. My life is given over fully to Jesus. My life is just consumed in the fire of God. But you know what? Then life becomes actually really fun because our exhilaration is in Christ. It's not in the things of the world. It's not in, you know, if I get a good dinner, if I, whatever, go to a good concert, buy a new car. All that stuff doesn't even matter. It all fades away. You know, it's just like it doesn't matter if I'm a Honda or Mercedes. It doesn't matter if I eat bread or bread or steak it just it doesn't matter like what matters is the glory of god chasing after god the things of the god jesus christ he came to install a kingdom and he wants to make you a general of his kingdom but the way you you the way you rise in the ranks is that you surrender every part of your life to jesus because the more you surrender in the least the less of you exist the more room that God can put his power and his divine life within you. Holiness isn't so much about what you do as it is about what you give up. What do you give up for the Lord? You give up your whole life for the Lord, then you're empty. And when you're empty of yourself, you can be filled with all of God. Have this mind among you that was in Christ Jesus. Though he was in the form of God, he did not count himself equal to God, a thing to be grasped at. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being humbler still, accepting the cross, and dying, he restored our life. Oh yes, he was empty of himself, and he took on our sins on the cross, your sins, my sins, our sins, the world's sins. Why don't we play that that Hebrew song as we complete the day? Just worship with us the now. The oily anointing. The oily anointing. Hallelujah. Coriando la mandaria si corva santa de bari ande de de acá Oh Lord, in these moments, we release the fire of God. We release your glory, the power of the cross, Lord, that we live a crucified life. We go through the cross of our flesh so we live the ascended life with you. God, release all of heaven in these moments now. Holy Spirit, come. Be filled by the Holy Spirit. Be filled by the glory of God. Kora kandarina ko, kandarina ko, kori na kandarina to, ipa na koriya, hallelujah. Niko tiko anointing in the presence of the Lord, there's an oil. Flowing in this place, there's an oil, the anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil 
you and keep you. May he let his face shine upon you. May he restore you to everything that you have. And God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.